only podcast where every week we police the mean streets of the internet because hey somebody's got to do it and then we let you be the judge the jury and the executioner in the court of public opinion coming to you live from neo chicago i am officer kevin Whoa, I'm Officer Grant. How the hell are you? I, I tripped and fell, and I think I accidentally fell back to the year 2010, but I, I regained my stepping, and I'm I'm back. I'm and good it, again. And it feels better than ever. Uh, speaking of which, let's give a uh, thank you to our guest from last week, our, us, from 10 years ago. Was it? Yeah. Oh, cool. And let us give a warm welcome to an esteemed guest, a brand new guest, Two Thought Cops. That's right, folks. It's the one, the only, Ken Bone. How are you, Ken? Uh, Couldn't be better. How about you guys? Not doing too bad. Also could not be better. I got to say it. I could be better, but that's just normal. That's normal operation. Yeah. Uh, Well, hey, here we are. Um, We've been following your story for a long time. Uh, since whatever year it was, 2016, now it's 2020. That was 10 years ago. Can you that believe that? That was 10 years ago. Uh, so yeah, we've wanted to get you on for a long time. I don't, I don't know. Do you remember calling you, you called and left us a voicemail, uh, for like episode 50. I don't know if you remember doing that. As long as there are no follow-up questions, then yes, I do remember that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and I think even back as far as like the very first episode of Thought Cops, I yeah. think we might have discussed the, uh, the story of Ken Bone at that point, because we were sort of introducing the concept of the show. Yeah. Right. And that's where we were, because uh, we started the show at the beginning of 2017. So it was yeah. not too long Everything after Everything was that. pretty fresh back then. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, anyway, for those of you who, who have been living underneath of a rock, uh, Ken Bone, uh, his rise to fame came from being on television during the 2016 presidential debates. Uh, Ken, I'm going to go ahead and read off the uh, your byline here on knowyourmeme.com, which is a Fam- famously best uh, best source of all information. That's right. It says here, Ken Bone is a man who asked a question during the second 2016 United States presidential election debate, which had a town hall format in which selected undecided voters asked questions directly to the candidates. 
Bone asked a question about the candidate's energy policies, but because of his name and appearance, he immediately became popular on social media as users joked about him and engaged in ironic fandom. Ken, well, like, do you ever think back to that moment and think, like, how surreal that was just to sort of have lived through that and come out the other end of it? Like, you know, uh, some some form of, like, the Internet's version of a meme, you know? Well, mostly I just kind of, you know, live my life like a regular person. And then every once in a while, I'll get reminded that all that stuff happened. Uh, right. Like There'll be a documentary film crew at my house or something weird. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I remember uh, I used to have to, like, you know, take eight flights a week to go and meet, uh, meet all the speeding speaking dates and uh, appearances and crap I used to do for a couple months. And then I'll kind of forget about it until the next thing comes up. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's sort of interesting. Yeah. I, I know. Cause I've seen you do a lot of, uh, I remember you did like a, a voting registration video and like a lot of that different type of stuff. Like, I, I guess I never really thought of like to, to what level you were engaged in things after that, but it sounds like it's probably a lot more than any of us, you know, would have imagined, you know? Well, I, I did a small speaking tour for a while, uh, talking mostly on uh, high school and college campuses about okay. the, the dangers of celebrity culture and how, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people would uh, just assume, or, or they'd ask me my opinion as if I was like a political science major where, you know, right. I, I'm, I'm an electrical engineer. I work at a power plant. I don't really know that much about politics or the political system, not much more than any other decently informed citizen. And I try to explain to them, like, just because you saw me on television doesn't mean I know anything. Like, just because you got a blue check on Twitter doesn't mean you know dick. Like, uh, you really shouldn't be listening to me (laughs) or people like me. There are a million talking heads out there, especially the Twitter blue checks, the whose opinions is not worth the electrons used to carry it out to the Internet. Oh, man, you have no idea. You're speaking truth to power there, Ken. I mean, I mean like, seriously, yeah. just the phenomenon around that one event. I know, Grant, you were telling me like your roommate in 2016 dressed up as Ken Bone for Halloween. Yeah, a lot of people did. What What was that like? That I mean, was that a good call. Be- it, make, yeah. it, it makes me wish that I had uh, marketed or uh, monetized Halloween costumes somehow. Like I sold T-shirts and I, I made some pretty decent uh, money off of selling T-shirts. But it didn't even occur to me to to market like halloween costume versions of myself instead all the spirit halloweens <laughs> of the world capitalized on me without my consent and yes, without me getting any money do. uh so you know yeah, what are you like gonna the, do uh, the undecided voter costume and it's yeah like right right a mustache red sweater comes in a bag <laughs> yeah. yeah it's pretty sad you never really. know man it could, it could happen to anyone one day you're uh you're uh just you get famous and then you were a halloween costume in a bag you know, the only red sweater I have now came from one of those bagged Halloween costumes. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have any more. I had given them all away or sold them for charities or raffled them off or whatever. Thinking like, I'm never going to wear one of these dumb things again. And then sure. I needed one for another, like a, like a paying gig that somebody offered me to, to come out and like shake hands and stuff. And they're like, you got to wear one of the sweaters. I'm like, oh shit. So uh, one of their employees actually ran out to a Walmart and bought a Halloween costume version of my sweater. And that's the one I wear now. Nice. That's great, man. Yeah. That's like, I, I was going to ask if you were the one who went into the, the party city and be like, Hey, can I have a uh, costume of me, please? Like, yeah, sure. It's on the house. I've seen them, uh, but I was gonna hanging ha- up. It, it freaks me out. <laughs> I can imagine that's gotta be fucking weird. Uh, but I was going to say though, um, 
you know, if you want to consider this phenomenon to be a meme of sorts, I think it's, uh, you know, considering that most memes have a half-life of like less than a week at this point. Like, what do you what do you think it is that made you so memorable? Because, like, even my parents, you know, heard that I, we, I was having Ken Bone on my podcast, and they were yeah. like, "No way!" Yeah, I didn't have to explain because a lot of times, you know, my mom will be like, "Oh, who are you having on this week?" And I'm like, "Oh, Aaron this Clopper. person." Yeah, and she's like, "I don't, I don't know who that <laughs> is," but like everybody is like, "Oh yeah, Ken Bone." Yeah, yeah, immediately. Yeah, and it was just like such a small thing too, and it's just a rare phenomenon that for quote-unquote uh, a meme or whatever you want to call it like an internet thing to last this long i mean a whole fucking presidential election like which i said is unusually lasted for 10 years instead of four yeah yeah i saw myself trending on twitter again a couple of weeks ago and i was like oh man i don't remember doing anything good this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be unpleasant but uh, yeah it was uh as for the reason i've stuck around it's simple really it's most memes fade away because they're just like a picture and you don't even know who it is. So there's nobody to call and get on, you know, Good Morning America or whatever. The ones that are like a contactable person, either they don't like being on TV, they don't like the attention, or they're not good at it. Like they like stammer and get super nervous. Or mm -hmm. uh, some folks like that will even like go nuts and they're like, uh, yeah, I'll come on your podcast for 1500 bucks. And then the podcasters are like, uh, go to hell. You know, even if we get more patrons this month, we're going to make like 200. I'm like, I pay you 1500 to make 200, you know, get out of here. Right. Uh, but exactly. I don't charge people any like money to come and have fun on their podcast. You know, like if you guys were dickheads or something, just hang up. That's, you know, right. It's right. not like my time is that valuable. Uh, and I think it's fun. So that's why one of the reasons why I've stuck around for a while. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, like, the whole podcasting guest culture, I know there is, like, oh, you people will, like, ask for a certain amount of money and that kind of thing, and it's like, man, we record this in a bedroom. Yeah. So, um... I, I do have a, a question, though, about uh, some of these talks you said that you were giving, because uh, I feel like uh, par part of the reason why uh, you're so, like, fascinating to me is because, like you've said, you're sort of, like, just an everyman guy who just doesn't know more than any other given, you know, person who's reasonably educated on politics. And yet, like, <laughs> like you said, you, uh, you were trending on Twitter the other day and you're like, uh-oh, uh what, what's this going to be about? And, like... There, there's a level to that where it's like we do this show every week and we talk about a number of these different topics of yeah, just like what's happening on the Internet and who's, you know, who's taking heat this week. And like I'm, I'm sort of interested in hearing like what you were saying at some of these uh, some of these talking events about like, you know, the the aspect of that, like Internet, you know, celebrity culture, you know, and what your takeaway from all of this was, you know, in the first place. Well, I've got a few different speeches that I've given, and it really depends on, you know, what audience or what I've been booked to do. And usually, I, like, I've done some paying gigs where I even do talks about, like, industrial safety and stuff, because it's something I'm involved in in my career. Uh, sure. And it's another one of the reasons why I've I've had some staying power, is I'm not frightened of public speaking. Public speaking is the most common fear in the United States. It's more common than arachnophobia. That never scared me. I don't care. I'll stand up in front of a crowd and, and talk. You know, when you got a potato shaped head like mine, what 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 are they <laughs> going to tell me that I haven't heard before? You know, my name is synonymous with a penis, and I look, <laughs> you know, I look like my whole body comes to a rounded point at the top. Like, what the hell else are you going to tell me? 
that's going to make me feel bad about myself. I'll just get up there and, and spout my ideas. Uh, so I get up there and I, I have a relatively good time and, and I give these speeches, one about, uh, you know, the dangers of celebrity culture, like I talked about and seeing in the chat, uh, Dilbert text pointed out that movie Bob, Bob has a blue check and that's an excellent point. Uh, they give them out, <laughs> they give them out like candy. And if that tool's got one, it shouldn't surprise you that I do too. Uh, oh, man. but yeah, I've got another one that I talk about, uh, the one I've been doing recently is about having empathy for people that differ with you uh, on ideas, especially political ideas. Uh, I've got a whole presentation that I give. It's like uh, the, the example that I give is in World War II, and I show the images up on the screen, and they're kind of disturbing. It shows some of the propaganda that we would run here in the States that would make Japanese people look like crazy monsters with fangs. And yeah. would make like Germans look like shadowy you know, uh, demons and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because when you draft a kid off the street, even like somebody who's gung ho USA flag waving guy does not want to shoot another human being. It's like not in your nature. You don't want to do violence against somebody else. So you have to dehumanize the other side and make them seem evil. Well, in World War II, there actually were a lot of atrocities committed and some of the things they did were evil, but you still had to like feed the propaganda machine to make the American public willing to spend blood and treasure and send lead downrange at other human beings. Mm -hmm. Now we do it for free and we do it without being prompted. Uh, we just treat the other side, no matter whether it's like the pro-gun or anti-gun side or the Medicare for all versus free market side, the other side, uh, they just want your grandma to die. They want to shoot up a school. They want all this evil. Well, no, they don't. They, they want a solution just like you. They just don't have the same ideas to, as to how to go about the solution. That doesn't make them evil. Uh, so, I, you know, most of the speech focuses on that. Do you think that the internet has contributed to this sort of tribalist mentality? Absolutely, because you can hide behind your keyboard and you can have six different alt accounts. Uh, I don't because alt accounts are for pussies. But you can have yeah. six different alt yeah. accounts and just talk trash on everybody in the world and say the most evil vitriolic stuff that you would never, ever have the nuts to say to somebody's face. Uh, mm -hmm. And, of course, it just escalates from there. And in a two-party system like we have, uh, one of my favorite internet uh, journalists, uh, he doesn't like being called a journalist, but uh, commentators, Jimmy Dore, calls it the rapacious oligarchy or the rapacious duopoly. When you only have two choices, then both teams can get you to root for them like it's the Saints versus the Packers. And it yeah. doesn't matter how shitty your own team is. You can just spew red-hot hate at the other team because you like them a little bit less. Right. And yeah, I mean, that, that, I think that's one of the things that uh, when we saw you trending on Twitter, uh, however long ago, and it, it was for, you said uh, you voted for the libertarian candidate or whatever. And people are like, oh, well, you, you, you handed another vote to Trump, which as we know now here, sitting here in the future, that uh, actually she detracted more votes from Trump. Mm -hmm. Um Arguably, I mean, I, that's that's a difficult difficult argument argument to make. I know you're in Illinois, right? Yeah, a vote for Jorgensen was never a vote for Trump, especially in a solidly blue state like Illinois. Yeah, exactly. uh, Biden won Illinois by like nine hundred and seventy five thousand votes. So right. it was very easy for me to use a public platform to say like, "Hey, I hate both these candidates, and it doesn't matter who I friggin' vote for. Biden's still going to win, so there's no danger of me letting Trump get reelected." 
by voting for somebody else. So I can express right. my displeasure with both of these candidates by voting for the highest polling third party candidate who also has some of my same views. And yeah, do do you feel like a little bit vindicated on that front? Like you can sort of shove that in people's faces and see like here, I, I fucking told you so, because it's like, like you were saying, there's, there's an aspect to politics that, uh, you know, and this, this not being a political show, this being more of like a, uh, cultural anthropological show. Of we're sorts. fighting the culture war here, folks. <laughs> uh, there's, there is an aspect that, that really bothers me that uh, all like the vote shaming and shit like that. And the, the aspect of just like, let's bully people instead of reach out to people and the fucking headaches that that seems to cause and it's just like you know i i after you were uh after you were trending on twitter i was scrolling through and seeing all the people you were responding to who were just like fuck you for no reason at all and it's just like yeah is is this a is this the way that we're supposed to treat people and get people to like think what we think and like persuade them to the other side yeah. sort of thing Ken, like, Ken, when you saw those posts did you like scratch your chin and go hmm maybe they have a good point by <laughs> harassing me all day on the internet no mostly i would just like dunk on them uh, as many as i could because like i mentioned earlier in the show my time is worth very little uh so i like to oh, just man. shine light on jackasses and uh, make them unhappy uh, by exposing their stupid ideas to the public uh, so yeah, I had a good time with that. And, uh, something that you need to point out is like, we've had a record turnout this election. Uh, yeah. it's the, the highest turnout since we've had in the early 1900s, uh, about 64%. And they haven't even counted all the votes. The Washington Post, uh, I'm looking at an article right now, says they're projecting 66.5%. So about two thirds of registered voters. Well, that are eligible voters that still leaves 75 million people who didn't think either of these two septuagenarian jackasses was worth casting a vote for. And neither was anybody else, either because they're disenfranchised, because we've convinced them that their vote doesn't matter, or just because they are ready to welcome the sweet meteor of death and they don't think anything matters anymore. 75 million people. So if it's great, if that was. Uh, like if none of the above, like in Brewster's millions was a choice on the ballot and everybody had to fill one out, none of the above would have beat Donald Trump. Donald Trump got yeah. about 72 and a half million. Joe Biden, as much as people are calling this like, oh, it's a mandate for Joe Biden. He won by so much. He got 51%, 51% folks. That means 49% of eligible voters are like, eh, that guy kind of sucks dick. I don't know. I don't like him that much. Yeah. That's not a yeah. mandate. Well, yeah, and then you you see to to what level he, you know, uh, may have very well cost the uh, a, a number of House races and possibly the Senate race. I guess we'll see what happens with the runoff. This was not an election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. It wasn't an election between anybody and Donald Trump. It was an election between Donald Trump and not Donald Trump, and it always has been. That's how it's been shaping up yeah, for after, three and a half it, years. It, it, it shouldn't yeah. have been as close as it was, but hey. Well, it absolutely should not have. And what what we should really be afraid of is if coronavirus had not happened and we hadn't had this giant economic crash and this everybody's terrified of the virus and yeah. rightfully so in some respects. I'm not one of these like virus hoax weirdos or anything. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah. uh, if that had not happened, Trump wins going away and it's not even freaking close, you know, based right. on how close it was with the coronavirus happening. A poll from a month ago said that 56% of voters say that their life now has improved 
as opposed to four years ago. A normal president in a normal time, if more than half the country says, yeah, I'm better off now than I was four years ago, they win and it's no contest. Strange times, man. It's uh, got each day is more unpredictable than the last, it seems. Scary. It's a uh, But anyway, um, I do want to ask, though, your, what is your biggest takeaway from the whole thing? And uh, what advice would you have for someone else who might find themselves in the same shoes you were in? Well, uh, voter-wise, vote for who you want. Don't let anybody tell you who to friggin' vote for. If you want to vote for third party, if you want to write in your mom, write in your mom. She'd probably make a better president than some we've had in the last uh, 50 years. So vote for who you want to vote for and don't let anybody shame you. This is democracy and you get to vote for whoever, whoever you friggin' want. As far as like getting uh, getting to where you're, where you're well-known on the internet or famous or whatever you want to call it, uh I don't know, just be you, man. I mean, that's all I did. Just be yourself. And if people like the way you are and you have fun doing it, stick around. But the number one thing is if you don't like it or if the if it stresses you out too much, and it is stressful. It's stressful as hell having everybody paying attention to you all the time. But if you don't like it or if it's too much uh, for you or if you have a bad experience or if you tweeted some racial slurs back in 2008 because you were a dumb 11-year-old, um, <laughs> stop answering the phone. They'll pounce on somebody else in a week. It just it'll just go away. Cut your hair different. Mm, yeah, no, you don't have to move away. You don't have to change your name. You know, nobody will care one little bit unless you keep feeding it. Nobody, nobody would care about me anymore if I didn't continue to go on shows and stuff because I think it's fun. If you don't think it's fun, don't sure. do it, and they'll move on to the next one. That's the very good advice. And I definitely do appreciate that aspect of your overall persona is that you seem to have taken a lot of things that like I I view as being very unfair. Like as soon as you did that Reddit AMA and people are scrolling through your history or some of the things I was just revisiting some of the stuff with like the uh, the gun photo that you took with your son, which is just like you and him at a range. And then he got like suspended from school because oh of it God. and just some of the shit. And you seem to like take a lot of that very well in stride you know i i think it seems to it seems to be that way like obviously it's unfair and it's shitty that this is the mechanism that we've created for how to treat people but uh you seem to be handling it well i mean what else can you do I mean, those really are only your two options is to take it in stride or to just ignore it and you know fade out of the public consciousness uh, or I guess option three is to have a gigantic meltdown, like leave Britney alone and <laughs> and go that route. But I, I don't think I could do that. But it is an option. Just uh, for everyone out there wondering, you cannot you can shave your head and go. Um, I, I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let it, I could do that. Maybe yeah. that'll be my option. Go nuts. Hey, well, I ain't going to try to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's move along to some uh, Thought Cops news, uh, some a bit of a uh, housekeeping notes. We've been streaming on Twitch quite a bit lately, uh, more than ever, actually. Yeah. Uh, almost almost every day the past couple of weeks, either one of us has been on there, it seems like. Yeah. Uh, I've been streaming a lot of uh, Among Us, uh, Super Smash Brothers, Bug Fables, you name watch, it. Watch me have a public meltdown. See, see, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've been having a meltdown playing Bug Fables. It gets very frustrating. I could be the person shaving his head and screaming at the top of his lungs. Now, see, I, could go viral. I could see myself being down for that, but like, I take video games much more seriously than I take life. So I would have a gigantic on-camera freakout you know, if I lost a few times. Or I, just, I can't handle that shit. Are you, uh, are you on Twitch, Ken? I'm not, uh, just because... Uh, I don't know. I probably could build at least a little bit of an audience, but uh, I don't think it would be that fair because I don't have like 
my career, my, my real life career at the power plant keeps me pretty busy. And there's not really a night that I could devote to streaming very regularly, all the, at the same time, like viewers deserve. Uh, and it'd get frustrating for them pretty quick. Being like, well, he played it Wednesday at six last week. He played Dead Space and now he's playing Smash Brothers Sunday at noon. And then he disappears for three weeks. Like, what the hell? Like, nobody's going to subscribe to that. And if they did, I'd feel bad taking their money. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it is what it is. I, like, we kind of had to nail down a schedule of our own, which I guess I might as well say is uh, every Sunday night and Wednesday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, go follow us on Twitch. If you got Amazon Prime, Twitch Prime, uh, you can throw us a free subscription. Twitch.tv slash Thought Cops. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that Twitch Prime subscription. You could be supporting, you know, real artists and content creators like the Thought Cops, and it wouldn't cost you jack shit. So... <laughs> Toss it somebody's exactly. way. Uh, oh, it seeing in right. the chat, do I? My boy was playing, was wearing a Fallout hoodie. I don't play Fallout. He's a huge Fallout guy. Nothing against Fallout. I just never got into it. I'm more of a Far Cry guy. I love the Far Cry games. Uh, um, other than that, it's mostly RPGs. Oh, what kind of RPGs do you like? Uh, the last one I was uh, really into was. Uh, let's, oh, um, uh, my mind has gone blank. It's the yeah, one for sure. It's that one for the Switch fun. where you uh, you play as like eight different people. It's a throwback, like two D Octopath. Yeah, Traveler? Octopath Traveler. Uh, yeah, that looks cool. As well. Octopath Traveler was dope. It was a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite all time is Final Fantasy X. I've I've gone through okay. Final Fantasy X probably ten times. Uh, done the whole sphere grid. Picked up all the legendary weapons. All that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, people in the chat are uh, going off saying Final Fantasy X is a great choice. Saying, some saying it's the best one, and some saying Ken Bone is more amazing than I thought. Well, I probably had a low bar in your mind, Netrunner, but I appreciate <laughs> it. All you had to do was say you like something they like. Yeah, <laughs> that's, how, that's how to win people over on the internet. Yeah, that is the internet in microcosm. I like the same thing you like. Cool. I don't like the same thing you like. You should kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> basically yeah uh speaking of that that's a great segue into two minutes of hate killing yourself which is a very famous very favorite very frantic segment of the show in which we punish that annoying crap that we see on the internet every single day because as we all know we're addicted to our phones and it's awful basically uh my two minutes of hate this week is the phrase we're mutuals now, I know a lot of people who do say this and everything. It's just, it feels like a very sterile way of saying that I am friends with somebody on the internet. Uh, it's just a, somebody created a new word to describe that. Right. But it's like, okay, we're mutuals means we mutually follow each other. It feels, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but it feels kind of like show offy to say someone. It's like, imagine saying that to somebody in person, like, oh yeah, we're mutuals. I don't know. It's just well, say, like, yeah, it's like internet I, terms. It's I like, know what's them. Your screen name. I you, know them from uh, the World Wide Web. Can't you just say that? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little wordier. I don't give a fuck. I, well, think, I think that's the point of making new words is that you shrink like, Grant, larger I don't, scale. I don't like it. <laughs> sorry. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Grant, you and I are mutuals. How come we never? Uh, I, thought, I thought we're uh, friends. I thought that's what... Yeah, you could say that too. Unless you're downgrading the relationship. So you're saying that if mutual is a downgrade from a friend. I guess. I don't, I don't even know. It does kind of feel that way though, doesn't it? Because it's like if someone was your friend, you'd say that they were your friend. You wouldn't call them a mutual. Well, if I'm following someone, I wouldn't say that they're my friend. Yeah. Comma, uh, movie Bob. 
Whoa, you, you got a follow from Movie Bob? No, I'm no. I'm saying that's what happened. I think he here. might have been following me at one point, but he unfollowed me when I started following. Uh, uh, who else? Uh, blanked out again. Of, I started following one of his many detractors. Yeah, right. And that's where I the mean, whole that's where the whole mutuals thing comes in too, because as we've talked about on the show, there's like this sort of follow policing that happens on Twitter, where it's like, oh, you follow this person, oh, you're mutuals with this person, oh, I'm going to unfollow you because yada yada yada, and it's just like, welcome to follow cops. Yes, yeah, I think I lost Movie Bob about the same time I lost a couple hundred others. It was uh, the critical drinker when I started following him. Was, uh, mm. I think he's a better movie critic. Uh, than Movie Bob, and God forbid there be another movie critic in the world. This is becoming the two minutes of hate on Movie Bob. Yeah, oh, we'll, oh, we'll trust. We've got plenty of time for I that. I feel like this show is going to slowly morph into a Movie Bob podcast. I mean, the Discord has already just turned into that. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, Neem on the chat agrees with me. He says, uh, thank you, Kevin. It is an exclusivity term. It's performance termism, which I like that. Oh, my God. I like that. It is performative, and that's what I hate about it. <laughs> fine well yes. everything's performative on the internet now it's like exactly. it, it, and I, this is something you could get canceled over for even thinking but like people who put pronouns in their in their bio a good nine out of ten people who put pronouns in their bio are just doing it because they want you to think that they're a great person who supports the trans community like i bet you don't really do anything for them I bet you don't even really like stick up for trans people or somebody at the at work like makes a a, a nasty joke about them. But, you know, you're you're an ally because you put it in your bio. Come on. Eat shit. It's possible. It's possible. I, I feel like uh, there's much to glean from somebody's bio on Twitter. Um, I, I try to keep it light in my bio, just having a laugh, you know. <laughs> Nothing important. All I right. host a podcast. Go listen to it. Uh, you can also pay me money at patreon.com slash thought cops. That's what I stand for. Money. Journalism always wins. If you say that you are mutuals with somebody, um, I think that, I don't know, it just feels like that person doesn't know the true meaning of friendship. And I think that you just have to spend, you should spend a week alone in a cabin with uh, five of your top mutuals. Get to know each other, you know, find out what makes you, find out what makes each other tick. What are you scared of? What makes you happy? What drives you in life? So your sentences take a camping trip. Yes. Have, have fun. Have a great time. All right. Uh, Ken, I know you got a lot of, uh, you got, you've, you've been around the block as we've kind of gone over. Uh, if you have a two minutes of hate for us this week, something you want to get off your chest. Uh, my hate is definitely for casual nihilism. Uh, huh? like the whole, you know. Oh, man, they were out of my favorite noodles down at the ramen place. Why don't I just jump off a bridge and die? Like, dude, so the suicide rate this year has doubled, thanks largely in part to, uh, to the COVID lockdowns and the mental health decline that people are having with no social interaction. It is not friggin' funny to make jokes about how, oh, well, Trump almost won the presidency. I guess we just need that meteor to wipe out the human race. Shut up. <laughs> Shut the hell up. We do not Agreed. need the meteor to wipe out the human race. Oh, man. Uh, we haven't achieved a perfect utopia in hashtag current year. Well, I guess we just don't deserve to be alive anymore. You have never known true har hardship, you piece of shit. Look throughout human history and see how hard it was to grow up with all 10 toes and fingers without having one of them rot off. Uh, and to make it to the age of 30 and actually have a family and meet your own grandchildren and tell me how friggin' hard we've got it now, you piece of shit. <laughs> so you're saying the only person that really has room to complain is Rahm Emanuel. Yes, he can absolutely <laughs> complain. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I definitely hear that a lot, Ken. Um, I know in the 2016 elections in particular, uh, I, obviously you were very close to that. There was a lot of like Hillary Trump. Uh, I'm voting for giant asteroid 2016. And it just felt like these are the I same. I so sick. And then it's it reared its ugly head in the in 2020 mm-hmm. with a uh, giant asteroid. And it's no, we're not doing that again. Here. That's that's four years ago. I'm already reliving four years ago every day. I don't need extra add-ons. Yeah. I don't need the DLC 2016. You know. No, I mean, come on. I thanks to some help that I got from my support system and and from the community, I clawed my way out of poverty. And now I have a career and a wife and a child and a house and things that and I blue check mark more than I ever <laughs> aspired to have in my life. And yeah, what did it take some like privilege to get there? Sure. We can have that conversation. But when something bad happens to me, I'm absolutely never going to say like, oh, well, I guess death would just be preferable. And if I got to die, I guess the rest of you apes could just get wiped out by the meteor. Shut the hell up. Yeah. It, it it's very defeatist and yeah. it's also not funny more importantly it's not funny if right. you're gonna do it be funny no it's so be cynical creative. yeah if you're gonna do it, everything do sucks we're yeah. living in the golden age of medicine the golden age of television the golden age of communications the golden age of so many things throughout human history we have it better than any generation has had it ever throughout history and the first time you stub your toe walking out to get the mail, you're like, well, this is ridiculous. Just burn the whole thing down. You know what I say when I stub my toe when I uh, go out to get the mail? What's that, Grant? <laughs> oh, come on. Man. I, usually just say, <laughs> I usually just say fuck loud enough that all the neighbors look at me. That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, so, yeah, Ken, if you could punish these people who uh, wish upon uh death and misery for the uh shortcomings of their own lives and everything else how would you do it how much more punishment do you need than to live in abject misery 100 percent of the time and it's all self-inflicted that's the best punishment i can imagine and they've done it to themselves i mean yeah it's it's a it's an efficient punishment it's it's apt um i'll, I'll make their dad take their phone away for a couple days yeah good call sorry excuse me my two minutes i hate this week is um yeah, uh, I've, I've been sort of, I always conceptualize these without putting a, a, a word to them. So uh, by all means, anybody jump in and help me figure out exactly what I'm trying to sort of uh, get across. But, uh, you know, I, I dabble a lot in politics. I, I, I watch a lot of things. I try and, in fact, it's, it's sort of taken over where entertainment is for most people, which sure. is if I'm eating dinner. I'll put on some like political commentary. Like Fox thing. News. No, uh, but you know, if I'm trying to fall asleep, I'll, I'll turn something on. Uh, just from the point of view of like, I don't want to. I don't want to do politics on this show, but I do want an informed worldview. And when I when I go to the polls and when I'm living my life and when things happen and when people have opinions on things, I at the very least want to have some reasonably educated level of understanding of just like basic humanity you know just like what are people talking about medicare for all let me just read about it let me see what people (laughs) let me figure out what it is you know (laughs) let me make an informed decision on it maybe i'll be wrong maybe i'll be right maybe there's some contention there but it's one of those things where it's just like i just for my own sake i want to know things you know and having having somewhat of a modest platform doing this show, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I, w- I would never do 
like a political talk show because I just don't know enough. And, you know, I'll be talking to friends, family, and, you know, they'll sort of listen to what I have to say sometimes and we'll have like a good exchange of ideas and stuff like that. And sometimes they'll be like, oh, you should talk about this on your show. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing that. I, I don't know enough. You know, I'm not disciplined enough. I'm not, I don't put forth the effort to be able to speak authoritatively on things that like i think really matter you know i can sort of dabble in it but i can't fully put out a viewpoint that i think people should listen to uh so my my two minutes of hate is people who do do that which is like so many fucking people who uh, like they they consider themselves not to be like oh i'm not like I'm just a cultural commentator or whatever, but let me let me give you uh, an opinion on why why the left is ruining culture, or let me give you my opinion on why cancel culture is this. And it like uh, I was watching some political video where uh, one guy who has a lot of YouTube followers and is very much of this vein, and I'm not going to name who because it it doesn't fucking matter, was just like spouting off complete nonsense, and it's just like man. You have this giant platform and you you didn't even read a newspaper article about what the fuck you're talking about. You've cited no sources. You've done no research. You're just running your fucking mouth. And it's like, how how do people do that? Professional headline readers. It, it gets clicks, man. It gets gets downloads. Uh, it, it Yeah, it's true. I don't even know if it was headliner. It just seemed to be just like off the top of his head sort of shit where it's just like you didn't even do the groundwork of like you probably didn't even read the headlines. He's probably know? like, if I don't have to, why the hell would I? I guess so, because I, there is a level to where you get rewarded for that. You know, if you have millions of followers on YouTube or whatever. You know, that's at the very least where I can look at someone like Tim Pool, who I greatly disagree with. But it's like, at least you'd read articles. At least you're sitting there reading it. At least you can read. At least you can read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's where I got to hand it to the the Tim Pools, the Ben Shapiros of the world where like I I could sit down and have a conversation with one of those guys and they could they could use like facts and figures and ideas. And I would not agree with a lot of their ideas, but they'd be informed on the topic. Uh, it's definitely not the same as just the stream of consciousness videos that you see constantly Right. that get all the clicks and be like, let me tell you another reason why everybody who likes Medicare for all is a socialist retard. Uh, come on. Right. And, and those get 800,000 views every time. It's really frustrating. Hey, that's, that's the game, man. You know? Yeah, I mean, I was watching um the uh on on Tim Pool's show, which again, I, I don't know why he's the go-to example, but yeah. uh, I was watching Tim Pool's show and he had uh like a 4-hour long debate with Vosh, Vosh, however you say his name. And I I watched the whole thing because it, it like legitimately, I think Tim Pool's kind of dumb sometimes, but like it was legitimately good and I took a lot away from it and it's like yeah, at the very least they both did some research. You could you you have a a ground level, but some of these people who are just like, yeah, I I'm good at talking about video games and uh you know, I I I have this channel where I talk about uh Magic the Gathering and whatnot. Um oh, let me tell you who I'm going to vote for in the and it's just like it's not like do the research you you did all this all this research and like which video game i should buy just do the same thing for politics at the very least come yeah, it's on like you spent like 13 hours deciding whether or not you wanted the playstation 5 physical or digital <laughs> and then you're like i'm just gonna vote for that guy 
yeah i i don't know it it frustrates me as somebody who takes having a platform somewhat seriously i just i would never want to do that and like just be so fucking flagrant with my opinions when i didn't put enough effort into them and you can totally tell that a lot of people don't put that much fucking effort into it and it's just like i i just don't think you should be talking if if you're not gonna do the groundwork you know a little bit you know the really frustrating part is not only do they say like oh i voted for this guy it's you should vote for this guy and you should just listen to me and do what i say because i have a blue check mark i have a morning show (laughs) i have a, a podcast i have whatever so you should think like i think or else you're a dummy and, you know, I might have 100,000 followers on Twitter and I can unleash them on you if you say something that I disagree with, even though I don't really know what I'm talking about. Right. And it's that easy. And that whole argument from authority of just like, well, if they're so wrong about things, how can how come they have so many followers? And it's just like, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean that you're right about your opinion on socialism or whatever. I have 170,000. What the hell does that mean? Nothing. It means nothing. Uh, you can get followers. You can buy followers. You know, th- there's people out there with literally millions of followers. Uh, and maybe they're a great authority on something. Like Katy Perry on Instagram has like 10 million. But I'm not going to take political science classes from her. <laughs> maybe we should, though. Yeah, Kevin, why the hell not? Go- are you Googling how to buy Twitter followers right now? Yeah, it's looking like it's. Uh, you can hire basically a factory <laughs> of people to like everything at once an hour. Yeah, it's not as good an ROI as it used to be because they do more bot purges now. Uh, the last bot purge, I only lost 350 followers, so I must have a pretty good real human ratio. Nice. There was other talking heads with no ideas like me you know, talking about how they'd lost 4,000. I'm like, haha, you suck. You know, it's not about numbers. You know, uh, uh, you know, Jesus only had 12 followers. Am I right? Well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> By the way, I, I was looking up how many disciples did Jesus have. That's what. That's why I wasn't talking for a minute. All right. No, so Cashew, I- Jesus was not a blue check mark because there's a vast anti-Israel conspiracy on Twitter. He was denied blue check mark because yeah. of his Jewish heritage. This is the Alex Jones that's- show now. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, I guess my punishment for these people is uh, anytime you open your mouth on something authoritatively that you've done just zero reading on. Um, you have to then like uh, there. There's some sort of robot that like uh, you say a word and it triggers a response from the robot that forces you to stop doing what you're doing and you have to sit down and read like I don't know, like Karl Marx's Capital Volume One, which is a thousand pages. So like you oh! can't you can't talk about communism anymore until you've read Capital, which is a thousand pages. Good luck. That's gonna like, keep you busy. Yeah. And that just for everything. Hey, and I know you got time. I know you're not supposed to be going outside. <laughs> yeah. Das Kapital is pretty dry stuff, though. It's it's not the stirring narrative that uh, the Communist Manifesto is. Right. But uh, speaking of stirring narratives, if you haven't listened to Thought Cops before, every week we investigate the Internet's outrage-inducing news stories, and then we sentence each perpetrator to a cruel and uh, quite unusual punishment. God, where to begin this week, Grant? Uh, not with Movie Bob. Okay, I don't good. want to talk about Movie Bob. We've already invoked his name too many times. I feel like if I say it one more time, he'll show up in the room. Because I feel like there was a lot of, like, really dense stories this week. Um, 
we could talk about the, uh, the 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 tweet that went out by what's his name uh, that was not supposed to go out by him. Oh, there's a yeah, there's a. Do you want to get into the the whole sock puppet saga? Yes, do you know about yes. it? Do you want to sort of walk let's, us through that? Because this is I couldn't even follow a lot of this. I am going to do my best here. Is this um, the as a gay black man? Yes. yes oh yeah, yes. this was gold. So this is uh this was tweeted out by a guy named Dean Browning. Uh, he is a uh, let me see, he's a Christian conservative county commissioner, CCCC. And he tweeted out this the other day. I am a okay, and it, it's like funny because if you, the juxtaposition <laughs> with his avatar next to this text is very funny. Which is just like a balding white guy, right? Yeah. yeah. It says I am a black gay guy, <laughs> and I can personally say that Obama did nothing for me. My life only changed a little bit, and it was for the worse. Everything is so much better under Trump, though. I feel respected, which I never do when Democrats are involved. And I think this was quickly deleted before it got about uh a thousand retweets oh not quickly right. enough yeah it's never quickly enough it just need it needs to be seen by one person that's that's all you need one screenshot yeah and that's what i'm reading off of is uh, of course a screenshot here because uh the internet does not forget so now the reason we're calling it the sock puppet saga is because um there is a man who ran this this is this goes deep uh, there is this guy who called himself Dan Purdy on Twitter. Who was uh, he posted a front-facing video explaining that? Oh, I sent I sent this uh, over to him as a uh, he was supposed to speak for me. I DM'd him. I said this is how I feel, and he accidentally copied and pasted the text to a tweet and hit send tweet. Yeah, nobody buys that. On nobody <laughs> no one. That. Everybody's like, come on, man, just post the post the uh, receipt, and we'll believe you. Right. Nothing. So this guy's name is uh, not Dan Purdy. His name is Bill Holt. And he started a Twitter account just for this to say that it was actually him. Uh, People found his Facebook. And uh, he's actually just some guy from Philadelphia who is the uh, son of the singer Patti LaBelle. Which everybody's just like, for the whole day, everybody was just on Twitter like, how how deep does this rabbit hole go? And (laughs) it's like every new detail became more baffling than the last. So, needless to say, uh, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Uh, the Dan Purdy account got deleted for, in, uh, you know, misrepresenting himself as somebody else entirely. And then, yeah, um, let me see here. It looks like there's a Vox article about the the whole thing. The uh, What do they call it here? Oh, the sorry, let me scroll up. Uh, the incredibly bizarre Dean Browning and, quote, Dan Purdy Twitter drama explained. There's yeah, there's a level to this that I I can't even follow this story to a large degree. But I yeah. uh, like Ken mentioned, like if if you run a a bunch of alt accounts and sock puppet accounts, uh, you're a fucking pussy. So this is absolutely proof that we live in a simulation. By the way, when when too many <laughs> things start to intersect like this, it's because the computer that's running us is running out of memory. Now, 2020 has been too heavy on the scripted events. And uh, the the MMO server on which we all live is uh, running short of RAM, and it accidentally intersected Twitter and as a black man and Patty LaBelle. And now the, <laughs> the devs behind the scenes are like, oh, shit, what do we do now? You know, there's there's an aspect within my own personal life where uh, there's been a couple moments this year where I'm like, oh, the, the world's just fucking with me at this point. Like, there's no... 
the the degree to which some things have like occurred and whether or not you believe in like coincidence or not has been just like man this this fucking year is it's really the lines are fucking showing you know beneath mm-hmm. the curtain and all that shit yeah i feel like people don't call things coincidences anymore they're just like oh yeah we're part of a simulation this yeah. is a, this is a computer program yeah my name is neil degrasse tyson and i approve this message but for real though you do have to wonder though to to what degree this type of shit really uh drives the narrative you know because i i can see like you know the the issue with twitter bots and shit like that like bots and sock puppet accounts and all these different things and anytime you you say anything online and you have a hundred people jump down your throat of like i identify as blank and blank opinion is correct because blank you have to wonder just like how many of these people are even like real or sincere and is it even worth interacting, you know? Yeah, it, it, well, if you have a large enough circle of friends and it doesn't have to be that large of a circle of friends or or mutuals, uh then you know a gay person or a trans person. That's just statistics, you know, or mm. a black person, somebody from some underrepresented or disenfranchised or minority group, whatever you, terminology you want to use. And how often do you hear a normal human being say, well, I'm a black man and I think this, or I'm a trans woman and I think that normal people don't talk like that. Uh, yeah, a pretty right. good percentage of the people that talk like that online, they're not really that. You know, some right. of the more public faces, they are, and they're trying to get representation for an underrepresented group, and I applaud them for that. But a lot of the, like, the three follower people down in the replies, it's, you're not really a, a, a gay black man. I mean- like Bill with a Y is not really a this whole saga. It's not a gay black man. It, it's it's stirring up the pot is all it is. Yeah, it just it just makes like interacting with the world in a meaningful way incredibly frustrating. <laughs> I mean, because this is how so much interaction happens is through the internet, through social media, and it's it's like between filter bubbles and dealing with this shit and trying to you know, like I said, meaningfully like interact with people in any sort of way we're talking about you know uh being able to reach out to people and as opposed to like vote shaming or shame shaming or just you know picking fights with people like i i genuinely do want to you know have meaningful discussions with people over over a variety of different topics but sometimes it's just like the system isn't set up that way so you just have to bang your head against a wall and post photos of luigi giving the middle finger as much as you can until you'd like break through to the other side yeah absolutely you also have to keep in mind that like we do put a lot of emphasis on identity and a lot of that is for good reasons because we're trying to get groups that have not always had the representation they deserve we're trying to get it for Mm -hmm. them and they're trying to get it for themselves and that's fine but you also have to be aware of not all these cultures and not all of these demographics of people are a monolith you don't have to think a certain way because you are black. You don't have to think a certain way because you are gay. Uh, I know a transgender person. Uh, they're not publicly out, so I won't say who they are, but they are someone who's in my life. And they are like low taxes, no guns, you know, super conservative state government uh, runs everything. You know, federal government shouldn't be doing anything. Very, very conservative views. Except like, you know, I don't feel like I am the gender I was assigned at birth. Those ideas are not incompatible. You know, there are people like that. 
There's anomalies. I mean, if you want to call them that. Well, and there's, yeah, the fact that uh, like a two party system doesn't do much to reconcile the fact that people do have varying opinions on a number of different topics. And it's just sort of like, what do you prioritize? And it's like, how do you tell someone I I don't fucking know? Like, you know, when, when you're talking about, oh, do you vote for this person versus this person? It's like, well, man, like you're, you're talking about like 50 different topics and how how much do my views and opinions align with this one party in this regard and like what do i prioritize you know and that's where you do see a lot of like single issue voters that you know are like i i will not vote for someone who's pro or anti-abortion or pro or anti-gun or this or that and a lot of times maybe they do line up more a little along party lines but it's like yeah, how how do you how do you bridge that gap? What what do we do in the current system other than fight against the system to be able to make any sort of meaningful change happen? So I'm, I'll I'll put a cap on this real quick though. As far as like I'm going to make this simple. Uh, can you mention that this is a fucking simulation? You're right. Uh, something's going wrong with the simulation. Obviously, there's a few glitches here and there in this past year. So I'm going to say uh, whatever the hell's going on up there. Uh, get the debug team on it. Do another Passover because this shit is fucked. You're gonna so do that's, a big control alt delete in the sky. Exactly. My yeah. My my punishment is control alt delete right. uh, on on the Bill Holt story. They're gonna restore to the last good save, and all of a sudden it's gonna be 1987. I'm gonna be five years old watching the Transformers, and I'm gonna have this vague idea that at some point in the future I should buy something called Google, and then I'm gonna forget. <laughs> yeah. I also will do that, but I won't be alive at that point yeah. yet. Yeah, I know. I'm old. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 38 passes for old in internet culture. Uh, I mean, we're... What are you, Kevin? 30? Yeah. Uh, we're 29 and 30, so it's it's not, not too far off at this point. Speaking of old, GameStop. Y'all been doing GameStop in a while? Fuck no. Uh, GameStop is a great showroom for things I might want to buy digitally from... You know, the app store. If I forget what games exist and I don't feel like Googling it, I could always get in my truck and drive six miles and go into a place where I feel like I'm not welcome that, uh, (laughs) you know, vaguely feels like it should smell more like bong water and look around at a bunch of games that uh, somebody traded in and got 17 cents for that they're trying to sell to me for $24. And oh, by the way, all the DLC has already been uh downloaded and none of the codes work so you're only getting the base version of the game it's a great business model it's fantastic everybody should yeah, go they there. try to sell you on a, a protection policy uh several dozen funko pops give me the hell out of there <laughs> so gamestop uh one of the stores who is observing black friday uh in 2020 which if, if that's you go to hell Right. Uh, well, and the whole, I mean, the last time we talked about GameStop was probably... When they were supposed to be going under. March March or April, there was the big thing of where you couldn't, you couldn't have, you couldn't run a business in, unless it was an essential, you were an essential worker. So yeah. we lost the Logan Square GameStop that month. <laughs> Pour one out. So it, it was like food service workers and hospital workers and nobody else. And GameStop was like, we're essential workers people need to play video games uh everybody back to work and And how could you get a video game like without going and buying a physical copy of a video game how could you possibly acquire it right and so after i don't know a couple weeks of that they were like oh and also we have to close about like three thousand locations like nationwide it wasn't three thousand but it was a lot like 
they took a big fucking hit and probably because of the fact that they pulled that shit you know um that at least had a large extent to do with it i would imagine but uh so now i guess in order to uh do a little bit of positive pr uh they have a new contest for their employees um which is a, a TikTok dance challenge. And whoever wins gets, let me find this. This is an article from TheVerge.com. Uh, they will receive two Amazon Echo devices, a $100 Visa gift card, and 10 additional labor hours. 10 labor hours? <laughs> That's Where do the I one. sign up? That's the best one. That is, hey, all of you serfs that work out in my fields, if you right. dance for your liege lord and please me, oh, you little monkeys, <laughs> then I shall allow thee to glean more wheat upon my field. <laughs> Fuck you, corporate yeah. overlord. I'll give you, I'll allow you to come to work at my shithole for 10 extra hours if you fucking dance for me <laughs> what a blood pressure inducing nightmare yeah. i mean it's it's funny when you break it down because you're literally dancing for your fucking grub truly <laughs> yeah god damn and it's like oh yeah and we'll give you a device that we can spy on you with by the way <laughs> oh yeah big brother was supposed to be scary now i pay to have it in my house and i couldn't live without it yeah yeah uh so a lot of people uh understandably were pretty upset and now happy. i guess i guess gamestop um gamestop canceled this uh we we did cancel culture to gamestop they we not did doing, it reddit <laughs> they're not doing this uh, oh no what are they gonna do what is one store out of their like six thousand stores gonna do without their 10 extra labor hours and two know. echoes with i'm looking at amazon right now those two echoes retail for about 50 bucks total yeah for the two of them together jesus huh so also chances are if you work at at gamestop you're probably a younger slightly tech more tech savvy person and if you want an echo you already have one i'm sure yeah so was there a response to this story grant yeah like they, from gamestop they, they um they stopped doing the challenge but do they do they issue like an apology or anything uh probably not funny? i mean probably i have no idea I only did some research. It's not like I'm talking about Medicare for all here. Sure. I'm talking about GameStop. Less research can be done. The world the world will move on. Man, it's fucked up. I, I know um got Reggie Fizeme from he left Nintendo and then he became the CEO of GameStop. Really? And then he left GameStop like right away. And he's like working for some boat company now. But I mean, God, that's not a ship you want to be on. Oh, to be a CEO and just constantly fail upwards. Well, so yeah, Reggie was here. pretty good for Nintendo America, but yeah, I think as soon as he got into GameStop and saw how horrible it was and how the uh, the ship was ready to sink, he right. jumped right back out. I mean, he shouldn't have got on the ship in like what was it, like 2019 or 2020. He's like, yes, I think I will be in charge of GameStop, the store that sells uh, smelly plushies and used copies of video games. Well, they probably they probably gave him a lot of money, and if it tanked, he would have just like raised his salary and fired everybody yeah i mean i'd take that gig as long as it came with a golden parachute after i dicked it up yeah which i'm sure it did so. you know you're not gonna make that company fail all faster than it's already failing so we, let's uh let's punish them here so the 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 prompt here was you have to dance for more hours i think that the the ceo and the board of directors should have to do a tiktok dance so that we can all make fun of it in the way that we made fun of the uh imagine video by all the celebrities sure yeah so Somebody actually reached out to me to do one of those. Not, it's not <laughs> the same one with Gal Gadot, but a, like a copy one. And I was like, uh, no, 
<laughs> I still have a little bit of self awareness. That's that's a little bit uh, a little bit much. Was it the one where uh, all the celebrities like uh, tearfully apologize for whatever? They're like, "I'm so sorry." Oh God, <laughs> so so horrible. Uh, well, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> not sorry for being me. I didn't invent the damn coronavirus. <laughs> right. Uh, do you want to get to one more? Yeah, sure. Which one? Let's talk about the fucking movie Bob thing. Oh, God. All right. We, we've teased it. We have to. Fine. It was a pretty good dunk uh, <laughs> for that uh, lady that tried to get in, like, block him five times or whatever it was. Lindsay Ellis. Yeah. I, so I love it. <sighs> Movie Bob is just he he gets into a lot of trouble on Twitter. He's he doesn't have the greatest takes. He doesn't know exactly the right things to say at the proper times. So, you know, I do have to say one of my more popular tweets right now is I tweeted out, well, it's like I always say about Movie Bob. Who the fuck is Movie Bob? And enough that message resonated with enough people that uh 34 people retweeted it and 600 people liked it and everyone was like yeah, no, I, I also just anytime he comes up, I just I can't I I can't pay attention to whatever the fuck. And you probably wish you were one of those thirty four people, not knowing that who that is. Re- oh no, I I am one of those people. But you do know who he is. I don't because every time it, it was like the we were at the one party and our our one our our good friend Sleep Science was explaining to me who he was, and I was drunken on something else. And uh, well, I can I can say weed. It's legal. Uh, I was I was drunken on weed. I was I was dreading whatever it's called. And he was telling me about movie bomb. He's he's talking about eugenics and Palestine. And I'm like, listen, man, I can't. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And that's been my experience. Is anytime someone's like, yeah, he did a cookbook of, uh, and I just I hear the fucking ringing that you hear when you get shot in Call of Duty. Yeah, just like I can't fucking pay attention. I, mean, I you, don't care. You know he's a YouTuber. Uh, allegedly, he does. He rev- uh, presumably talks about movies. Yeah, but his I mean, name that- is Bob Chipman. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, more you know. People kept saying Cinema Robert, and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't clarify anything. Well, and when he really talks about movies, he's actually not that bad. Uh, his, I've heard that. His best series is called Really That Good, and that's where I became familiar with him. Okay. Me and my wife and my son are all huge fans of Transformers. Me from when I was a little kid, and then got mm-hmm. my son into it when he was born, and my wife loves to watch it uh, with us. And uh, they were doing a 30th anniversary re-release of the 1984 or 1986 animated movie, which is my, that was my earliest memory in my life. I was born in late 1982. My parents took me to see the Transformers movie because I love the the colors and the robots that turned into trucks and shit. It's a cool looking movie. And I loved that movie right up until Optimus Prime died. Spoiler alert for (laughs) 36 year old or 34 year old movie. (laughs) Uh, Optimus Prime dies, and I cried. That is my earliest memory as a child. It's wailing and crying with a theater full of other kids because Optimus Prime died on an operating table. Well, Movie Bob did a a series called Really That Good, where he examines, like, why do we really like this old content? And he did an episode, a very thoughtful critique of the Transformers movie, and I was like, wow, that was really good. I should watch more of this guy's stuff. And then I watched more of the guy's stuff. And he stopped talking about movies and he started talking about 
uh, Israeli-Palestinian relations and the occupation and the hashtag resistance. And I was like, I'm done. Why? Why, God, do all these quasi-intellectual self-appointed film critics have to wear their best Kevin Smith Halloween costume every time they appear on camera and then preach foreign policy to me as if they work for the fucking State Department? Exactly. See, I feel yeah, like the that, whole episode has been like moving towards this specific yeah, statement unfortunately, here. Unfortunately, I agree with you. That yeah, that's so much of like what I was getting at with my two minutes of hate is just like fucking like I could never touch the fucking Israeli Palestinian conflict with a fucking million foot pole. Like I, I've done a lot of reading on it. I have no idea what to say. I have no idea. I could never touch it. I would never say anything authoritatively. I would never say anything. But you know what? We do have a friend who is uh, chomping at the bit to get in here and talk about Movie Bob. Let's get him in. Oh, is he really want to? Yeah. Okay. I'll just give us a second here. All right. Hold on one second. I got to <laughs> change his... Oh, he's ready. He's listening. Uh, sleep science, unmute yourself. Oh, wait. Hold on. That won't work. I got to drag you out and I got to drag you in. All right. You're live. Oh, am I? Yeah, you're live. Yeah, Josh. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is our friend Josh. He's been in a, a he, number of. Uh, he's our resident sleep. Son- uh, he's our resident uh, movie Bob defender. In he the also Discord. he helps us out with our live shows when we could do live shows, and also uh, some of the bonus episodes. So, Josh, if you could give us a quick rundown on who Movie Bob is and why you love the guy so dang much. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> for the record, I, I know we caught you I've way off on- guard here. <laughs> For the record, I've been on three episodes of Fire Bros, and the first time you invite me to be on Thought Cops is so that we can talk about this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for Absolutely. that. Absolutely, no problem. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go on and on about Bob. I mean, I assume well, we're going to talk about this. This tweet. <laughs> uh, for the record, I like I appreciated what Ken said about you know he does make good you know movie and media related content and that's obviously why i'm a fan of his uh right and and also for the record i wanted to clear up as far as i know he's never talked about israel or palestine you Mm. mentioned before that you thought i talked about palestine well two people have said that he has so well on his his twitter i could almost guarantee it Uh, i'm sure it's i'm sure it's come up i'm sure his account is unfortunately locked at the moment so we can't find yeah, for sure. His main YouTube channel, I'm sure he has probably not posted a a, a Palestine Israel video right. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Yet, not yet. Also, no. yeah, sleep science. Please give us the rundown of what happened. Oh my god! I mean, this is like the most petty, trivial bullshit that well, you could possibly cover. Welcome to Thought which, Cops. which hey, I'm I'm more than happy to talk about it. So move, I'm move not I'm not judging. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he kind of jumped into this thread where Lindsay Ellis, who's also a really, you know, smart and thoughtful movie, you know, media analyst who does like video essays on YouTube. She, I don't even know what this thread was about, but the comment here was, let me see. It was something like someone said something along the lines of like, oh, sometimes friends keep like group chats to talk about other people or something like something like that. Right. Right. And then Lindsay said, "Okay, I've got it. She says, I know. Right. I've uncovered the conspiracy of people being friends with their peers. And then Bob comes in with this 
selfie that he took one time. <laughs> pretty, I feel like this must have been at PAX, like a PAX somewhere, right? Because that's what it looks like to me. But it's it's him and Lindsay in this really goofy, awkward, cringy selfie that they took together, and this must have been like ten years ago at this point or something. And he's like, I, for one, am positively shocked. And she responded, this is honestly really inappropriate and creepy, dude. A selfie at a con several years ago does not mean we are friends. Also, the fact that I have soft blocked you like six times and you always refollow is creepy. Take the hint and please leave me alone. Which, so, <laughs> Yeah, soft blocking is, I guess, is it? I, I think it's where you, you like block someone to get them to unfollow you. Then you unblock. And then you unblock. Yeah, it's just like a yeah. forced unfollow, I think. So yeah. you think Which, after six times he would have been like, oh, that's weird. Maybe I should stop. May, maybe Allegedly, a lot. I've seen a lot of people bring up, even people who aren't on his side bring up the fact that, you know, Twitter kind of randomly does that kind of shit all the time anyway. Yeah, that is true. But six times, I don't know. If it has been six times, uh, you know, obviously we don't know for sure. Uh, nor do we really care. Right. And then his response was like, I thought we were friends and I feel gaslit. That he- yeah, he posted that to his feed. Yeah. <laughs> and then he deleted that tweet because uh, like almost immediately because someone was like, that's a weird response. And then he posted another apology being like, that was a shitty response. And like, I feel really shitty about the, how this went down and like, I'm just not going to talk about this anymore. And please, everyone just leave this person alone. And then she's like, I guess people have been harassing her, giving her shit about like how kind of like cruel her response was, which like, I think it's pretty, I think she overreacted, but it's also shitty for people to be like, it's like dogpiling on her for, you know, it sounds like there's something going on here that is not really anyone else's business that just kind of came out in this really harsh way. Right. But apparently, I mean, enough stuff happened behind the scenes that sort of, you know, I, I can sort of understand her dragging that to, uh, it's, you know, it's hard to tell if anything actually did oh. happen behind the scenes. She like never explicitly says that anything did happen behind the scenes. It really more just kind of sounds like she's upset about the fact that people assume that they have like some kind of working relationship. Hmm. Yeah. Basically, he inserted himself into a conversation he wasn't a part of in a weird way i think everybody yeah. can agree it was weird it's a little uncomfortable but it's just like basically like i i don't there there could be i i apparently the whole private group chat came about from uh something that happened with peter coffin where he found out there was like a, a bread tuber private chat that was talking shit about him and he blocked a bunch of people oh, and then God. people were talking about that and then movie bob was like i want to be a part of that and everybody was like oh actually fuck you <laughs> so anyway uh glad that's not my life couldn't be yeah and i'm glad that i didn't have to uh recant all that i'm glad that we uh pulled sleep science out of the chat to uh do that for us so thank thank you you josh i just just wish people didn't share all of this shit around like think of like the people who are paying so close attention to these people's twitter feeds that they're the ones who are like retweeting this shit and that's how you learn about it like that seems sad to me or if you listen to two guys in a podcast talk about it how pathetic (laughs) right but but you guys were only exposed to it because like because this of you. huge like Twitter yeah. machine. I didn't share this with you. No, <laughs> I wouldn't have even right. known this, about this it because I'm not on trending for for at least a day at this point. Yeah, so I'm talking about the people who like made it trending, like those people who are like obsessed with this kind of 
super petty drama and just like share it out constantly right. to the point where people like you end up having to talk about it. What do you mean people like you? Yeah. 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 yeah people like you. You know exactly what I mean. <laughs> All right. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. All right. Th- thanks, thanks, Josh. If I can come to the rescue <laughs> of uh, a Lindsay yeah. Ellis a little bit. I, I, now, I don't know Lindsay Ellis. So we are not friends. But some right. people, some no content. Together? No, we're not uh, colleagues either <laughs> just because, you know, we may have been on the same medium uh, at some point. Uh, like people that work at other power plants that are owned by different companies than mine, they're not my colleagues. They just do the same thing that I do. So that's uh, also a weird choice of words. But when you're a, a content creator, and you guys know this, uh, some of your fans think that they know you. And sometimes they yeah. will say inappropriate things, especially yeah. if you're a very lovely lady like Lindsay Ellis is. Then some of your fans, especially creepy looking ones like Movie Bob, will say that, oh, like, we're friends. See, we took a picture together once. Uh, that is some like show up at your house stalker shit two steps removed. And I can totally understand being sensitive about people claiming to be your friend. Like and when I go on radio shows and stuff that I've been on two or three times before, often the host will be like, hey, it's my friend Ken Bone. And I want to be like, hey, fucker, I, I'd only talk to you when we're live on the radio. I don't, I don't know you. Uh, but usually I just let it go because they're not a creepy sexual stalker. And I'm not saying that Movie Bob is a creepy sexual stalker, mm-hmm. but I guarantee that Lindsay Ellis has creepy sexual stalkers. So that oh, would yeah, make you sure. pretty sensitive to that sort of thing. Well, and I think that that's where she was sort of like having a little bit of backlash towards her response because she was like, yeah, I just wanted to point that this out, that this is an inappropriate way in interacting with people. And then she later made a tweet that I think that she took down uh, that said like, hey, I feel like my response was absolutely justified and I needed to make some sort of public statement on it, especially based on the fact that like I'm getting so much hate for doing something that I felt like was reasonable. And it's like at the end of the day, Movie Bob and Lindsay Ellis weren't even mutuals anymore. It's always sad to see such close mutuals uh, lose contact. It really is. You hate to see it. You hate to see a, a mutual become a... Uh uh, whatever the whatever the opposite of that is. Oh, Sleep Science apparently wants to jump back in. Hold oh, on. Oh God. Okay, he says for a second and it'll be done. Uh, go off, King. As <laughs> it wouldn't be an appearance by me if I didn't defend Movie Bob. Is right. um they are kind of colleagues, so they are both YouTube media analysts, and they have interacted both in friendly and professional ways in the past. And she has named him as one of her favorite content creators like multiple times in past interviews. Oh. So there's not like no history here. So okay. I, I think it's more colleague. of a case of her wanting to like separate from him because he is entwined in all this fucking drama and, and like brings it to him and she just doesn't want to be part of that anymore. Yes. Well, and that I totally also makes that. me think there might be some more behind Which the scenes shit going on. Yeah, I agree. And it's with like, that. Okay, for example, Grant, if there was a guest of Thought Cops who, you know, you or I got in trouble or they got in trouble and we tried to insert ourselves by like posting a picture of like our episode picture together with them. Right. Like where it was completely unwarranted. Right. I would expect them to be annoyed and pissed off and maybe even a little creeped out. You know, it's just like right. not appropriate. Yeah. So we I haven't, agree. we haven't I done this yet. Yes. All right. See yeah, you, Josh. See you. All right. You've got two. You're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> he gets the boot. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else to uh, go over here. I think I, I, I think, think that, that was more thorough than any other story that we've covered so far. Just about does it. 
So I guess here, uh, punishment here. Um, well, Mo- Movie Bob is already on private. Movie Bob, you're canceled. Uh, he's he's one step away from changing his avatar to the uh, either the Black Circle <laughs> or the uh, the Tokyo Ghoul character, where he's like right, yeah, leaning back and his hair's you know, yeah. yeah, that's good. So yeah, I think that Movie Bob, man, I don't know. Hey, he's canceled. He's canceled, he's canceled and I baby. think yeah, he just we finally did it. We never we- have to talk about him again. We'll see what happens tomorrow in the Discord. All right. I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move along, though. Key to the city. Something positive, something sweet, something swell Thank that God. happened this week that we saw. Uh, my key to the city goes to actually uh, our friend Sleep Science, Josh, because he said that he got a PlayStation 5 today, and he told me that I could come over and watch him play it. <laughs> Very nice. The, the 1992 version of me just became best friends with Josh. You know, you're going to let me come over to the house and, and watch you play the, the newest video game system? Holy crap. I know that happened, and I was like, man, you know, some things really never change. Right. Uh, Ken, what's your key to the city? Is there something good you saw this week? Yeah, my key to the city goes to the Chicago Public Library, who has uh, just eliminated all past due uh, or late fees for all of their books. And uh, that has helped out a lot of uh, people who are out of work or a lot of people who uh, were poor to begin with, who were just trying to enjoy the public library and then didn't have maybe the means or the opportunity, thanks to COVID, to return their items. And uh, on a good note for the library, that actually led to more of the items being returned because people were no longer afraid of getting stuck with all those late fees. So they actually brought the stuff mm. back. So now it gets to recirculate out again. So good job, uh, Chicago Public Library. Yeah. Hell yeah. Neo Chicago coming through. I, th- I think it was like a really high number, too. It was like 90 or 95% of books were, were returned. No shit. Yeah. Well, folks, if you're out there and you got a book under your bed, don't worry. You could take it back. They won't bite you. All right. My key to the city this week goes to, uh, I'm going to drop this in the chat. Um, this has actually been on, uh, this has been on the, uh, on the dock for kind of a while and I've been meaning to get to it. Uh, I actually mentioned it in the discord like a couple months ago, but better things kept popping up. So I figured I would, uh, I would, uh, take care of this now. So video and chat. Then what the fuck is stopping us from just throwing ourselves off a bridge and giving up and saying, yeah, the planet is dying. The government hates us. The animals are leaving. The aliens aren't contacting (laughs) us. We might be alone. It just might be you and me. But that's okay. Because do you really need anyone else? And then it's a Call of Duty montage. It's an an e-girl screaming about something about the world ending, but do we really need anything else? And then it's a Call of Duty montage to uh, uh, the song The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars. It's it's a video I can't get out of my head. It's it's perfect. I mean, Ken, that's got to bug you. That's kind of right up what you were talking about earlier. Yeah, the uh, the casual nihilism. Uh, the aliens aren't contacting us, so let's jump off a damn bridge. That really encapsulates my point very well. <laughs> but then again, she was kind of hot, so I'm going to let it go. <laughs> it's going to happen, and they're going to show up. They're going to be like, where did everybody go? And it's just a bunch of... Well, yeah, and don't forget the animals are leaving. Yeah, yeah they, I, mean, I don't know where they're going. <laughs> Space, the final frontier. We used to have a whole bunch of animals in St. Louis. They moved out and property taxes got too high. Uh, something about the the juxtaposition of like an e-girl screaming about these things and then the call of duty and then the soundtrack is just like 
it fits together like a puzzle in my head. I just it I can't get it out. It 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 makes so much sense that it makes no sense at all. No, I no love it. That's uh, that's what the internet was meant to be. Exactly. It it's the perfect encapsulation of my experience online. Uh, this week's Thought Cops Word of the Week is Hopium. Now, this is uh, tantamount to what we said before uh, several episodes ago about copium. Hopium is a portmanteau of the words hope and opium, used to describe a fictional drug to help one stay hopeful in times of stress. Cool. Yeah. Well, he's Dragon Ball So, for that. you know what? I, you know, I would say take off that, you know, take off that mask, turn off that copium, put on some hopium, because strap in... 2021 that's that's gonna be the year sure just sorry i was uh smoking hopium in my car before i came up here yeah everything terrible that has happened in 2020 it's definitely a a consequence of the gregorian calendar that we use and on january 1st 2021 the world's gonna be all sunshine and rainbows again (laughs) just like it was in 2019 which we said was the shittiest year ever except for 2018 which was the shittiest <laughs> year since 2017 and 2016. It's been this bullcrap every right. damn year. It's accelerating. Hashtag current year is the worst year ever. 10,000 likes. Serious. <laughs> Remember like when we started doing the show and everything was like, fuck 2016. Yeah. We yeah. did that for like three years. <laughs> it was like you were upset because the guy from Harry Potter died. <laughs> How many millions of people have died this year? Right. So it is. Yeah, it's worse. It's getting worse. And yeah. Yeah. The whole my favorite celebrity died thing is never going to go away now. It's the only reason it seems like it happens more now is because celebrities are old now. 50 years ago, nobody gave a shit about all these celebrities. And when they started to give a shit about them, all the celebrities were like maybe 50 at the oldest. They didn't start dying until recently. Now, guess what? Some ce- some beloved celebrity who played the equivalent of Mr. Feeney on your favorite childhood television show is going to fucking die next year and every year for the rest of your life because people get old and die, even if you loved them from a fictional TV show. Jokes on them. My Mr. Feeney was Mr. Feeney, and he's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed at Mr. Feeney being dead, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's move along to the, uh, well, actually, before we get along to the final segment of the show, which is our listener voicemails, uh, Ken, what do you, whatever you want to plug, man, your Twitter, social media, anything you're working on, well, lay it out for us. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at KenBone18, now, having more f- uh, followers and a bigger number next to my worthless blue check mark does inflate my <laughs> fragile ego, so jump on that. Uh, or you can book me on Cameo. Just search Ken Bone if you want to pay $25 to have me say happy birthday to your second cousin or something. I don't know why people do it, uh, but I do it like 20 <laughs> times a week, and I'd be happy to do it even more. Nice. That, I think bad. I'm sure some people in the chat or anyone listening will probably take you up on that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Cameo is really fun. I had never heard of it before I started doing it, and then uh, I like just paid for my new water heater that I had installed today with Cameo money. So thanks, Hell folks. Yeah. I need to get famous so I can do cameos. Yeah. Get your water heater fixed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to. Well, you I, need to I, get one and you I need rent. to get it fixed. Oh, I got a tankless I, water heater now. It's dope. My wife is in the shower right now. I am going to get in the shower right after she's done and the damn water is still going to be hot. I'm a baller like that. Thank you, cameo. Seriously. Everybody check it out. Uh, but yeah, if you want to uh, leave the show a voicemail of your own, give us a call, 312-788-7361, or you can always send us an audio file at thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Hit it. Okay. okay so we cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 
Sarah and greetings to the Foot Cups and Ken Bone oh, from Down Under. Long-time fan, first-time caller. Oh, I just wanted to know <laughs> I think if this guy's actually anybody Australian, ever called no. you Ken Boner, or if that is too much of a stretch of the imagination. <laughs> anyway, keep doing what you're doing, lads. I love it. It's very good. Cheers. Thanks. Could not keep the accent up there at the end. That's fine. Uh, Ken, I'm sure you must have heard that one at some point in your life. Oh, that guy was the real deal. He slammed three Fosters in the time it took to leave that voicemail. <laughs> that was a real Aussie. Hundred percent. Yes, I have heard Ken Boner. Uh, my grandfather, who I was named for, was born in 1938. Uh, kids in school called him Ken Boner. Uh, his older brother Oral had it a little worse than he did. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, there's a real history with that name. Yeah, it was actually a popular name around the turn of the century. Oral was born in like the mid 20s, uh, and it's kind of spelled like Oriel. Mm-hmm. I think like some uh, more sophisticated parts of the country might pronounce it better than we do in Southern Illinois, but they just called called him Oral Oral Bone, and his yeah, dad like that TV show Moral Oral. Yeah, and his dad Bentley Bone. Swear to you that it's, it's all real. Hey guys, Adam from Houston here, a proud hey. owner of a soundboard. Hey, Congratulations! Kevin, last episode nice. you said fuck me. Hey, Did fuck we? with me. Now here are my two minutes of hate. <laughs> People that don't give feedback and get mad. Look, I'm sure you've been there before. You've been in a relationship with someone or or whatever, and there's something that you do that just mildly irks them that's easily correctable. And instead of just simply telling you that they don't that they don't like it and that, you know, maybe give you some suggestions on how you can make it so that it doesn't bother them so instead they just get mad. And you never know how people are going to get mad. They might blast it out on Twitter, hit social media, leave a voicemail to a podcast. Who knows? But, oh, gosh, (laughs) the amount of passive aggressiveness is just insane. You know, just speak plainly with what you want. Uh, Later, guys. Uh, Later, Adam from Houston. Yeah, I'll Uh, I'll speak plainly, plainly, Adam from Houston. Don't clip your goddamn fingernails while you're talking on the (laughs) telephone. Uh, And also, your two minutes of hate only lasted 40 seconds. I feel like that is a common occurrence. With Adam, it's good. and uh, well, I, I know that they good. said it already last week, but uh, fuck you, guy. I don't know. I, I don't. Saying, I don't, I don't remember, remember this happening. Maybe we got memories like goldfish, but I don't remember that. Maybe it was you from ten years ago. It, oh, I guess that could so. be. Yeah, I mean, a lot of time has passed, technically. So, yeah, I didn't know him back then, and I don't know him now. Well, we yeah. now now we know him. Thank now you, Adam. Know. Yeah, a uh, little like you said, a little bit of feedback for you from Ken is uh, don't yeah. clip your fingernails on a voicemail. Yeah. Simple enough. And now nobody can get, mad, can get mad about it. Yeah. This is the Discord Balance your levels for this a little week. better, guys. Besides people freaking out about their new consoles not getting shipped, nothing happened this week. Discord News has been presented to you by <laughs> Yo, Yosef Guacamole, and IO Netrunner. That was it? Yosef's got the priorities straight, at least. I love it. Yeah. Tired of talking about the damn election. The PlayStation 5 shipping is (laughs) unironically more interesting to me at this point. Yeah. Let's hit the next one. Hey, Thought Cops. It's Martin. Just wanted to tell you, boys, that I miss you lots. I hope you're doing well. I'll miss you. And uh, this question is actually for everyone, not just Ken. (laughs) But uh, I want to know, what do you all think was the bigger mistake? Uh, Anime or video games? Uh, Also, Ken, Mm. uh, what do you think of Q from Street Fighter? Would love to know your opinions. Love you all off. Have a great night. Bye. Thanks, Martin. Uh, so, bigger mistake, anime or video games? Mm. I go video games. 
I mean, I love both things, but yeah, they're both uh, huge mistakes. Um, oh, which is a bigger mistake? Yeah. Uh, oh, Jesus. I don't have an answer. Fuck. What do you I, think, Ken? I like both things, but I feel like anime is worse for society. I'm not saying I don't consume copious amounts of it, because I do. Mm-hmm. Right. But you don't see as many video game avatars giving you their shit takes on social media. It's mostly That's the anime true. crowd. True. That yeah. is true. At the same time, like, people aren't... No, that's not true. I was going to say they aren't wasting thousands of hours on anime like they are video games. But, of course, that's... Yeah. Yeah, if you're like my son, you can do both. You can stream anime on your phone while you play video games. Uh, I feel like we know someone who does that. I I can't do it. I don't have the attention span. (laughs) But he also asks, uh, Ken, what do you think about Q from Street Fighter? I think I am four or five versions of Street Fighter out of date. I'm not even familiar with that character. I was always more of a Chun-Li guy because uh, thick thighs win fights. Sure. That's true. Yeah, I, th- I I think Q might be a robot detective or something. I could be wrong, but... um, That sounds pretty dope. The only Q I'm really familiar with is from Star Trek. The only one I'm familiar with is the one that's uh, behind the scenes pulling the strings in the in the deep state. As soon as you started saying that, I'm just like nodding. I'm like, yup, <laughs> like, yeah, yup, there yeah, it is. Some, it. Someone yeah, could be QAnon, could also be uh, the dude that makes the pen guns and shit in James Bond. Speaking of uh, people who watch anime on their phone as they uh, play video games. You know, it really feels bad. Um, when you look up art tutorials for, like, digital art, and the person who's doing the tutorial is, well, obviously they're better than you, but then you find out they're a good decade younger than you, and it just, like, hurts. Like, it hurts, like, spiritually. Like, oh, I should just stop. I won't, but it's really discouraging. Well, as you, I, as you get older, you, you should not... Sorry, I'm, I'm taking over your show here. No, no, it's cool. But yeah. as you get older, you'll get less discouraged by that. And I know that's a shit answer that people don't like to hear. But uh, I've been a musician for many years. I started playing the drums when I was uh, 15 years old. So I've been playing for like 23 years. We're learning so much about your, your uh, anime, video game, uh, mus- uh, fan musician. Yeah, I've, I play quite a few instruments now. I'm sitting in front of my piano right now. That's where my computer is. But I uh, I used to get discouraged when I'd see like young prodigies, you know, when I'd practice and I'd work so hard. And by the time I was 18 on the drums, I was pretty good. It wasn't great. I wasn't like studio quality, but I was pretty good. And then I'd see like 11 year olds who were better than me. And I'm like, oh man, I should just give up. And then I realized like, no, I could actually learn something from them. They have a lot of natural talent and technique. Uh, maybe something I could pick up on. So instead of getting discouraged, maybe trade tips with them because I bet there's something you know that they don't that can help them grow as an artist and help you too. True. That's right. great advice. I mean, I sometimes I, I tend to feel uh, similarly to her. You know, I just turned 30 this past summer and I feel like peace. that number has been like lingering over my head and I'm right. thinking about like, oh, I've already done this. I haven't done this. What should I be doing? What is already too late? Well, you can only really speak to your own experiences with things, you know, like it's it's like any any musical artist, you know, like uh, they all sort of start at different points and they get famous at different points. But it's like I like who I like because they are who they are. And I don't really put too much thought into, you know, it took I think Leonard Cohen started as a musician at the age of 30. Really? He was like a poet until then. And then he started like singing and yeah, like he started a lot later, and some people do, and that's just life. Shatner didn't start Star Trek until he was 35, by the way, so don't oh, count really? yourself oh, out. Really? Yeah. Hey there, uh, Yosef 
and Netrunner, the Discord news dudes. This is Stereos. Hey, Coconut. Stereos. My hey. boy Dilbert Tex told me that you guys were picking on him. And I just wanted to stand up on behalf of my patron, Dilbert Tex. God, I hope he's a patron of mine. If not, I'm really wasting my Saturday. <laughs> oh, my God. You two need to knock it <laughs> off. Criticizing him for repeating the same jokes over and over again. Everybody repeats the same jokes over and over again. Repeating the same jokes over and over again and over and over again is a great way to make jokes. Now you two could suck my dick. Oh! Suck my fucking dick, my big Greek cock. Put it in your mouth and choke on it. If you two died tomorrow, it wouldn't even trend on Twitter. You would be the loneliest funeral I could possibly think of. Oh no, Yosef and Netrunner died. Who's going to rip off another podcast's news Jesus bit now? Christ. Oh no. He paid for oh, this. Oh, RIP. I guarantee Yosef you he paid for this. Yosef and Netrunner. What will Discord do without another two morons? Suck my dick. Anyway, oh, hi, Thought Cop, hey, by man. the way. Hey. hey. What's up? Also, Dilbert, be funnier. That's like a hard left turn. <laughs> yeah yeah that was there's uh, a civil war happening in our discord and they've they've uh a pay a possibly paid uh our good friend Asterios off to speak on their behalf this is getting too intense yeah that, that was one of his five minute episodes i believe or wh- whatever he does the five minute podcast yeah. or whatever where he does the the short little bits like that uh t- take it outside guys We have two of these now. <sighs> At least this one didn't shatter our eardrums. Yeah. This is the real Discord news for the week Jesus. of November 8th, 2020. What do you have for us today, Dilber? <laughs> well, cheater. In Gamer Americans, Netrunner threw a temper tantrum over some former crate. Oh my god. And Xbox, if you would. Kind of cringe, not going to lie. <laughs> Visual media. Nico openly discussed her racism for French people. When Yosef jumped in to defend the French as a French sympathizer, I helped ease tensions by acknowledging that while they are nice people, instead of washing their hands after the restroom, they just splash a little water on their hands. In real politics, sleep science agreed to gargle everyone's balls if Biden won. He made this promise two days after the election results were posted. (laughs) So, someone better get him a step stool. Take your numbers, folks. (laughs) In the Twitch chat, Grant and I confirm that it is not too early to begin vote shaming. So everyone come clean and get roasted. (laughs) It's November now, and Zwick refuses to change his profile pic. In accordance with Sharia law, he is to be given a Columbia necktie, crucified, and then pantsed. I don't think that that's in the quran but all right yeah so we did establish i think an episode or two prior that it is no longer appropriate to have a halloween themed name right uh apparently zwick says halloween themed avatars are okay he likes his because it's a little it's the you know the little zwick guy everybody knows the zwick guy the little circle with the hair and glasses but it's got uh vampire fangs i'm just glad that we have competing news bits on the show now isn't this exciting i think it's exciting and by the way if there's going to be any ball gargling please remember to check out this week's sponsor gold bond medicated (laughs) powder that's right fellas (laughs) feeling a little less than fresh below the belt before your ball gargling adventure try gold bond medicated powder it's like a breath mint for your dick back to you fellas (laughs) <laughs> unironically though gold bond uh hit us up yeah uh use coupon code thought cops 20 
You get 10% uh, off your mentholated nutsack. Hell yeah. Hey, Thought Pops, it's your boy, Brandon Kirkman. I'm calling the head Kimbone on Hicken Bone. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm at Kirkman Brandon on Twitter. I'd love that. Jeez. Anyways, big fan. Just want to know who your favorite YouTuber is. Um, mine's Caron. If you guys want to like get a few links to show them, like that one where it's like equal bulkum, that'd be great. Appreciate it. Leaving us ahead of time so you do that. Please put the work in. I'd appreciate that so much. Anyways. That Kirkman Brandon, huh? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> you guys could be mutuals, but yeah, he says uh, favorite VTuber. Uh, do you know what that is, by the way? Okay, Kirkman Brandon is followed. He better make it worth my while. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably my favorite content creator is, uh, I really like the guys at Achievement Hunter. Uh, Michael Jones makes me laugh. Everything he says is just hilarious to me. Uh, but if you're not into like collaboration or uh, a team-based stuff like that, then uh, I really enjoy the Critical Drinker. If you're looking for uh, film critique, he is a lot of fun. He's also an excellent writer. Specifically, though, a VTuber, uh, which is these, uh, how do you explain it, Grant? It's these like anime girls who stream games. They're these like CGI models that people have uh, face mapped to their bodies. They react to things. Uh, There's like a girl who looks like a dog, I guess. Right. Uh, If this is out of your wheelhouse, I don't blame you. Yeah, I'm going to say that I don't know what that is. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I still watch my porn on VHS, so. I'm out of the loop. This is uh, actually far more pathetic. Hey, Brendan, I figured I'd give you an answer since none of these guys could give you an answer. Uh, Nanners is pretty actually entertaining. All right. See you later. Bye. But uh, yeah, uh, favorite VTuber. Can't say I have one either. I Yeah, never seen him. Couldn't be me. Is there a Mrs. Bone? <laughs> <laughs> also, sincerely, have you considered making an OnlyFans? You would make a lot of money. Like a lot, a lot. Not trying to do a bit. I'm for real. I can't even imagine the horrors I could unleash (laughs) on the OnlyFans community. I mean, think about the money you've made on Cameo, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even have to show my nipples. Man, but but, uh, there is a Mrs. Ken Bone. So if that helps you slow your roll there, caller. If you can sleep at night that way. Her name's Heather, and she's, well, she heard me talk about that porn shit. I might have to go early. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Pop Cops, it's your boy. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I've listened to your show a lot. Uh, actually, I'm in a group chat with Brandon Kirkman and Aaron Klopfer. Oh, friends so. in high places. Oh. Day-to-day life is a lot. He just let just that kidding, sink I'm in the most annoying one. That's why I've sent you two <laughs> messages, and I'm trying not to fuck this one up. I am really in an Applebee's parking lot, though. Got to get them apps. Anyway, I do have a question for Ken. Ken, when are you finally going to admit to us that you're Q? I've read all the Q drops. I've seen everything. Oh. I know that the Mickey Mouse on the Mickey Mouse clock wears pants that are the same color as that sweater you wore when you were confused by the easiest decision you ever had to make in your life. <laughs> so, man, when are you finally going to get the pedophiles out of government? Thanks. Oh, I am Q, I'm and I, pref- I prefer the pedophiles in government. And as for it being the uh, the easiest decision I ever made in my life, yes, deciding which end of the stick to poke myself in the fucking eye with was super easy. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Get his ass. A lot of Q, a lot of Q conspiracies yeah. on this one. I, What's I, going on I, I, I might have missed something here. Has the, the Thought Cops uh, fandom been taken over by QAnon people? We'll find out. Uh, not 
what your country can steal from you, what can you steal from your country? Hey, Stock Cops. It's Mr. Cheaterson here. Um, I just want to come clean with a crime I just committed. This is a confession uh, before you guys, before the court of public opinion. And uh, you as a jury can uh, <laughs> figure out a punishment that fits the crime. So I just found a credit card, actually a debit card, the more dangerous of the two, Is it? at a gas station, and I picked it up, and I didn't know what to do with it, and I want to get rid of it as soon as possible, and then I had the bright idea of going to Redbox and getting fucking an awesome game, like, to rent it, right? To give the, Like, I'm giving the guy a chance to cancel the credit card, right? Like, the guy doesn't know what I'm doing. I'm disconnected from him. Uh, I'm sure he can charge it back, but, uh, I guess I'm the only one that benefits here, huh? Kind of fucked up when I look at it with those odds because, uh, you know, I went to Redbox and, uh, I made sure not to drive my car up to any of the surveillance vehicles, um, uh, of the surveillance cameras. I mean, I parked very far away, walked up to the Redbox in and out, and I threw the credit card, uh, on the way out, so... Yeah. Did you leave your fingerprints on it? There were video games, to my surprise. There was just a bunch of game, uh, video, um, movies. So I got the Joker. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a satisfying closure to the end of the story. But it yeah. <laughs> and it's on Blu-ray too. So, uh, oh. I feel bad. I tried Watch to out. We got a bad ass over here. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I got the Joker for free now on Blu-ray. Hell yeah. All right. Peace. Oh, and don't forget to fucking charge me with a crime. That's the whole oh, fucking point right. of this voicemail. Well, All right, later. Well, thanks for the two-minute-long voicemail. Um, yeah, so what, what? what's the punishment for this crime? Uh, petty we- theft, I believe, is uh, not to exceed 30 days or 10 hours of community service. Oh, there you go. It's not really the kind of crimes you guys typically handle in this jurisdiction. Really. I mean, he asked for it. He's like, I stole something. Punish me. Yeah. Go uh, turn the, yourself into the real police. There you have it. Yeah. yeah. If you find a debit card and, and you're like morally uh, choked up about what you should do with it, uh, maybe just cut it in half instead of trying to help the guy out by stealing shit with it. That was kind of weird. <laughs> right. Joker, no less. <laughs> he's going to, he's going to get some bad ideas from that one. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Hey, Thought Cops. This is Nima. Hey. You may also know me as the cat avatar from the Discord. Yes. Well, first time, long time. Not that long. Great, great audio, by the way. Long enough to where I should have called in by now. Agreed. My two minutes of hate, and I will take the full two minutes, is the period. No, not that kind. Uh, The one at the end of a sentence. Oh, he almost got me with that one. Periods have the ability to express tone, and I don't like that. I want to be able to use a period at the end of a sentence because it's proper grammar and not have to worry about what it might suggest to the other person. No, I'm not being extra serious about that thing. This guy has the wettest uh, mouth no, I've ever I'm heard. No, I'm not mad. <laughs> no, why am I not yelling? Turn, Turn the game, the game down, down on your mic, mic next, next time. time. Not. To go along with this, I want to throw in <laughs> when people text you a question and don't use a question mark. What is this? I know what you're doing. You're leaving out the question mark to give yourself plausible deniability that you were not emotionally invested in the question. You don't want to add the loopy line because it would give off effort. 
and being effort, and being effortless is so in right now. All right, then. You know what? Fuck punctuation. The rules are meant to be broken. All I can hear is the mouth through a Twitter timeline? <laughs> no one even capitalizes the first letter, letter of a sentence anymore. Law and order is gone from the White House. <laughs> and now it's gone from my locker. I'm out. <laughs> and then you just let it let the rest of the audio 12 go. seconds of dead air at the end <clears throat> he cleared his throat <laughs> i mean i would have to as well um <laughs> that was all, the best. That, all that aside though I, I he does bring up a good point about <sighs> i you know I, I think about that even when i post this dumb shit that i post on twitter where it's like even ending a tweet with a period conveys something entirely different yeah where it's like do i want to be taken seriously do i want do i want to pretend to be taken seriously no do i want to pretend to pretend to be taken seriously fuck man it's it's like wh- you're operating on my level i refuse to put that much thought into it i use punctuation <laughs> because i'm an old man who had to pay for english classes at university I mean, yeah, it's uh, we're all in the same boat there. But then we got out in the real world and we found out it doesn't matter. Kind of like cursive. So I guess we're just, you know, for the most part, not using punctuation anymore. Not really. I think it's just up to the in in the eye of the beholder. Do you use punctuation or not? But there is like there is really there is a um, a, a, like I said, a tone. There's something. There's a message behind using right. it or not using it, and it's very intentional. And even if it isn't, people are going to read into it one way or the other, and it's it's fucking stupid. Right. But that's just the uh, modern way of communicating with each other. Uh, let's say the last one here. Uh, it is the last one, right? Yeah. What steps will your energy policy take to meet our energy needs while at the same time remaining environmentally friendly and minimizing job loss for fossil power plant workers? Can I take this thing off? It's, it's like hot and I don't like wearing it. Are you famous, Daisy? And you famous like daddy? You famous like daddy? Wow. A lot of effort went into that one. That's some really clean audio pulled from the uh, the documentary that uh, we put out <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> So that was uh, Allison Chain's parody there. Uh, very Dan good. Bones is uh, Ken Bones, as it were. Very, very good. All right. I well, like that's, that's two thumbs all up. Of them. Five out wow. of seven would do again. Yeah. So that was uh, yeah, that was the most voicemails we ever got for an episode. Uh, on that note, Ken, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, man. really appreciate it. No, it was a good time. I should come back sometime. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, love anytime, to. Love man. To. It's been a long time coming. Any show where the community gets involved uh, is always going to be more fun. So. Absolutely. For sure, yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, if you want to support the show, throw us a few bucks over at patreon.com slash thoughtcops. We get all kinds of bonus content, and you can be in the live chat here, like everybody who's been chiming in and hanging out with us and Ken the whole time. It's a lot of fun doing this every week, and people can be a part of the episode. So, uh, like I said, head on over to patreon.com slash thoughtcops and make it happen. Helps the show out, gives us a big boost. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.